Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host, Mads, and I hope you've been enjoying the podcast so far. If you do like the show, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your favorite listening platform. And follow me on Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3. Back due to popular demand, I am joined this week by my good friend, Pip. Pip is passionate about championing diversity in the media landscape, reality TV, and West Ham United. Big up any West Ham fans listening. You guys have submitted the most embarrassing things that have ever happened to you. And for your listening pleasure, I'm going to read through them all in this episode with the lovely Pip, or as I call her, Philpo. Hello, Pip. Yo, what's good? What's good? You meant to say hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm all right, babes. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I love having you on the podcast. You are back by popular demand from the people of Nadswell because they loved our episode about the Ix so much. Fantastic. First of all, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who, who requested me back. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, I love the sound of my own voice. So, oh, what can I say? So, to the people of Madsworld, let's do some speed date questions so everyone can get to know you a bit more. And if you do want to hear more about Pip, go back and listen to our episode called The Ick. It's very funny and it is very keeping in theme with this episode. So, mm. first question What is the last book you read? Um, I'm, I started reading and then I stopped and I'm now like trying to finish such a fun age oh my god i was literally gonna say this for my one i think i recommended that one to you ages oh, ago oh my and god i just never finished it but yeah fantastic book kylie reed yeah fantastic honestly i i chewed through this i was deciding whether to talk about this one or the one i've actually just finished um called how do we know we're doing it right by pandora sykes but i'm so glad you brought up such a fun age because i just wanted to talk about it i literally read that in two days it is fantastic it is a fantastic book Kylie Reid is such like very like she's built this world like really well mm-hmm. I love the subject matter mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it for anybody yep. but it's just basically about this woman who's a babysitter and the woman that she works for and how their lives intertwine and it's just yeah oh 
It is so good. Really good. Um, interesting that you brought up Pandora Sykes because she sort of gives me the ick. Does she? She that is, does. Why? What about her gives you the ick? Because I feel like don't turn me off her because I really admire her after reading this book. I'm not going to turn you. I'm not going to turn you off her, but I just mm-hmm. feel like. So do you like? Have you ever listened to the podcast, The High Low? Well, do you know what? I actually read the book first and um, I've listened to a few episodes since I read the book, but I prefer the book and her like journalism much more than the podcast just because I know this is so dumb, but I only like listening to podcasts if they're like helping me to educate me for my podcast or if it's someone that I want to interview and I want to... It's like all my podcast listening is now purely work focused i mean get it how you live it I'm, yeah <laughs> i i don't think i was the target audience for the highlight but somebody recommended it to me mm-hmm. and I, I love podcasts i listen to podcasts constantly yeah and i think during lockdown i was just trying to diversify my collection yep. i suppose and like dolly alderton obviously everybody knows her because of yep. her book love her or books I should say and again another person who was just not very moved again I don't think I'm the target audience I just find them like really annoying it's like oh look we're privileged women and like I think the reason I liked her book is because I love books like that or books like Trick Mirror which is by I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Gia Tolentino and Mm -hmm. they're kind of like essays about modern life from the perspective of young women and The topics of the essays are things like how the wellness industry has been commodified into this just like money-making industry and all about like fast fashion and all of the scandal there and then like how we work ourselves to the bone to sort of impress people and to try and find happiness and just like overusing the word empathy and using it in the wrong way. And I don't know, I just found all of the... All the different essays just so interesting by her. But, yeah, I can understand. I think as I was reading it, there were certain points when I was kind of like, "Mm, I don't know if everyone can relate to this. I don't know if you should be commenting on this. But it was super interesting. So have to give it to her. She is a really brilliant writer. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, you know, I keep being told that she's very – she's really good at what she does and Mm. I completely respect that. But, like – I don't know if I can read books like that by someone mm-hmm. that I really cannot relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she sort of, yeah, she gives me the it. Well, those people are both on my hit list for people to get on the podcast, so let's hope they never listen to this episode. And if so, sorry, ladies. Maddie, <laughs> you can omit this from the episode if you want. Oh, my God. No, it's okay. We're all allowed to have our own opinions. Um, my next question is, who would you want to play you in a movie of your life? So I found this... I found this really, really hard. Mm. And then I realized if said movie of my life was going to be like filmed relatively soon, mm-hmm. um, because she is, you know, a little bit older than I am, mm-hmm. I would love Regina Hall Ooh. to play me. So Regina Hall of like the scary movie fame. What did you play in scary movie? Was it Brenda? It's Brenda. Oh my god! I'm watching um, Nine Perfect Strangers at the moment on Amazon, and she's in it, and she's amazing. Yes, she's so, so good. She is. I think she's a fantastic actress. Like, obviously, comedy is massively her bag, but mm. she has done like serious bits before, and I think she's. I think she would really like gauge me and like the nonsense. Yeah, and the I disapproval. totally agree. Yes. So, yeah. Oh my god, that I is a fantastic her. choice. I think I would say Catherine Heigl, just because I feel like she's like 
a gangly white woman with like blonde hair and she has brown eyes. She looks kind of like me. She's a bit goofy. She's not everyone's cup of tea. I feel like she could just stumble her way through a movie and it would become one of those rom-coms that everyone loves, like 27 Dresses. I think she just encapsulates my vibe. Bruh. (laughs) Catherine Heigl? (laughs) I know. I mean, sure. It's random, I know, but everyone says she looks like me when she was young. Um, so next question, what is your favourite takeaway? So I had to have a long deep think about this. My favourite mm-hmm. takeaway easily is Chinese. I don't like to admit oh. it because I feel like it's such a basic takeaway. It's so good though. But I love Chinese. I've been very blessed that mm-hmm. everywhere I've lived, I've lived near a very good Chinese takeaway. That is good. And it's like... Also, like now where I live, I can either do like, you know, your standard greasy Chinese takeaway or I can do like, you know, proper like Szechuan noodles oh or dim sum or like, <gasps> do you know what I mean? Like, <gasps> Yes. And I think anything tastes good if it's deep fried with five spice and salt. I'm sorry, but I just want everything I eat to be rolled in some flour and some five spice and some salt and then fried in a pan, whether it's I mean, tofu, whether it's a, a, a calamari. I nearly said a cucumber. No, not a cucumber. A, a calamari, cucumber. A prawn, a beef, a chicken, anything. I like it all. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So – it's for me. Very much like a, a sweet and sour prawn ball mm-hmm. will do me, or even a steamed prawn dumpling, a char siu, like mm. a, you know. A hargao, like yeah. A hargao. A hargao, baby. <laughs> chicken chow mein. Stop it. Like, I'm. <laughs> fucking starving it's so good to be honest i would eat any takeaway like there's always something for me in every like food genre or food culture i feel like if i'm going out with a guy or even with a friend who's fussy about their takeaway like they're like oh i don't like pizza or i don't like this or i don't like indian food or whatever i'm like there is so many things you can get like you can just create something that you will enjoy i don't get this fussy takeaway culture it's all good i've just never been a fussy eater like yeah. never and you know like the idea of my children being fussy eaters really terrifies <laughs> me scary because like you know like those baby books that your mum fills out like she mine basically said philippa's favorite food is everything but she doesn't like egg oh really and which is which is really funny because ask any Ghanaian or any african who knows Ghanaian people we love eggs, right? But like now as an adult, <laughs> I can't get enough of fucking eggs. Boiled egg, fried egg, scrambled egg, poached eggs. <laughs> All the I, eggs. <laughs> I can have eggs on the side of almost any any meal. Fertilized um, eggs. <laughs> no, none of that, please. Thank you very much. Not yet anyway. <laughs> uh, I've, got, I've just started a new job. I need 26 weeks in service before I can oh get pregnant. <laughs> on the countdown. Oh, no, no, no. Mummy, I'm not on the countdown, I promise. <laughs> Oh, my God. Right, next question. What is your favourite family tradition? This is a really interesting question. Um, I don't know. I'm torn between Christmas mornings where Mm -hmm. my mum makes these, like, massive fuck-off brunches, which are just absolutely ridiculous. And my old brother always gets upset and is like, you've you've cooked too much food and my mum always gets like really upset that he's like criticizing how much food she's got she's cooked and yep. me and my younger brother are just trying to eat everything to like stop an argument so there's no waste and so no one feels bad um good situation to be in I'm not gonna lie it's delightful it's like you know <laughs> it's it's great anything you want you want pancakes they're there you want <sighs> you know bagels and cream cheese and salmon it's there I'll be over on Christmas morning let me come over absolutely not oh (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god i think what was your other favorite family tradition you said there was two and the other one is um like so when my mum and my old brother were like at home she always used to watch like pretty woman with with him don't ask yep. me why film mm-hmm. about prostitutes i think i've told you this before but like when my brother when my brother was like um living abroad for a few years when he'd come home he'd be like welcome to hollywood we'd be like what's your dream i just love that everybody's got a dream what's your dream what's your dream welcome to hollywood <laughs> but um yeah so we used to do that a lot but we don't do that anymore but i'd like to bring that back bring it back there's nothing stopping you it's a great movie it is a great film i think my favorite family tradition is we always do sushi platter on Christmas Eve. And I know that sounds weird for anyone English no, out there, but I it's hot. It. It's hot in Australia. It's like 35 degrees and mum's got to do all the cooking in the kitchen the next day. So we just buy a massive sushi platter, sit out on the balcony. The birds are chirping. The cicadas are making that noise that they make. The pool's going, the dog's there and just a little sushi platter. It's divine. I dig that. So, like, do you still have, like, a roast on Christmas Day? Um, It's not usually a roast. In Australia, it's more like you do barbecue, you'd put, like, a piece of meat on the spit outside because it's just – it's simply too hot to have the oven on if it's, like, 35, 38 degrees. Like, it's the dead centre of summer. It's too hot. But, yeah, I think – and sometimes you might, like, make the roast early on, like, days before or buy it, and then you have, like, a cold cut. So you'd have, like, Mm -hmm. cold ham or cold – you know, whatever, because it's, like, nice with a salad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'd be strange to do, like, an Aussie um, Aussie Christmas, but I dig that. I dig traditions. Yeah, I think, I think I thought it was strange my first English Christmas because, obviously, I've never had it snow or anything close to that. But, yeah, it was... It was very weird. It felt weirdly traditional, even though I'd never done it. But um, it definitely made me miss Aussie Christmas because you can just go in the pool. So (laughs) So, this brings me to my last question. Favourite movie you could watch 100 times over and you cannot say Pretty Woman because we just talked about it. Bring it on. Oh, that is a classic. (laughs) I love Bring It On. Easy. So sorry. Bring it on. It's like, yeah. I think mine's Mean Girls. I know it's basic as, but I honestly, anytime you put it on, I could have watched it yesterday. I'll just whop it on and I'm happy. I love it. Look, listen, it's just films that you can, you know, say like word for word mm-hmm. and make you feel happy. I just, I remember the first time I watched it, I think it, we were staying at my nan's for like a sleepover or whatever. I think my mum mm-hmm. was going out. And I think we were told that we could watch one like pay-per-view film <gasps> and my brother allowed me to choose Bring It On and then we recorded it and it was fucking yes. glorious. And when you record it, you've got it forever, Pip. You've got it forever. And then that <laughs> recording went missing, but then Channel 4, like, years later did it, so I recorded it again. Got and then And then years <laughs> later, I ended up actually being a cheerleader. Like, So it was just like, it was oh sick. Oh, my God, I forgot about that part, yeah. that time in your life. So random, but I love it. Yeah, um, well, this brings us to today's theme for the episode and today's theme is just funny embarrassing stories so I asked all of you listeners out there to submit your most embarrassing stories like whether they're sexual whether they're non-sexual whether they're non-romantic it's we're completely going from the love and dating theme of the podcast today we just want to hear about people's embarrassing stories so I thought I would start with a story that I heard. So I'm not actually going to say an embarrassing story about me today because I do that on every podcast episode. This is just one of the funniest stories I've ever heard. 
and basically when I was in Budapest, I was in this hostel with this guy, totally, total basket case, but absolute legend. Let's call him Joe. So Joe told me a story about how one time he got food poisoning from a restaurant and someone in a hostel was like to him, here, take this medicine. It will fix your stomach. It's all, it's all written in um, Hungarian. I know you can't read it, but it definitely is for making a tummy ache and like having the shits and throwing up, making that feel better. He was like, amazing. Okay. He loved this. So he like OD'd on these like pretend sickness medicine tablets and ended up He's in bed in the hotel or the hostel in Budapest and he couldn't even roll over in bed without shitting himself. So he stood up and oh. he just shit himself. He oh. walked He walked into the shower. He's shitting himself the whole way. He's like, oh, my God. He felt like he was being turned inside out. He spent the whole night just like fetal position on the floor of the shower but- and <laughs> ended up taking – the medicine to a friend the next day who could speak Hungarian and was like, what the hell is this stuff? Like, this is not medicine that made me feel less sick. And he, he reads it. He's like, did you take this? He's like, yeah. He goes, this is vagina dilation medicine for when oh pregnant women are giving God. birth. So it dilated his butthole to like a fist size uh, so all the poo just fell out of his butt. I have so many fucking questions. It I gets, have so wait, many it questions. Gets worse, Pip. And then he goes, oh, no. The guy goes, well, he's like, I just gave this to a whole busload of people getting a nonstop bus to Germany for travel what? sickness. What? So who? Where did he get this from? Some person at the hostel gave it to him as sickness medicine, like for tummy sickness, and then he gave it to a whole bus of people on a non-stop bus to Germany. So they would all have dilated buttholes on the way to Germany. Couldn't get off the bus. Oh, God. (laughs) It's just my favourite story ever. I don't know if I believe that because, like, surely if you could dilate your vagina, it would be for things for, like, you know... It would to it would tackle hormones that only women have like a large amount know. of. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, but Pip. Just, I just don't believe this person would give me this much graphic detail about how he had to call the toilet the giant bumhole. But I'm trying to make sure that this isn't real because, like, if it's real, then I feel ill. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want this to be fake. I don't want to think about the fact that someone's asshole violated to ten oh. centimeters. <laughs> it did. It did, and he wouldn't have told me this if it wasn't true because why would you subject yourself to that humiliation? <sighs> oh, my Lord. So that's my favourite embarrassing story ever. So I wanted to know if you had a good embarrassing story and obviously nothing is going to come I mean, up against nothing the, is, the bottom nothing, story. Nothing is going to be that bad. All <laughs> I've got is that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when we were – no. Before I worked at the place that we met at, mm-hmm. I was one of their clients. Mm-hmm. So I used to go there every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And as you'll remember, there is a spiral staircase yep. in the middle of um, the building. Stupidly narrow. Don't understand why it's like that. One day I am talking to somebody who reps me and we're having a conversation near the stairs. And Maddie, I tumbled. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> I fell down the entire flight of stairs. Oh, ow! 
it was so embarrassing, so painful. Oh. <laughs> also, um, like the COO <laughs> came over, the chief operating officer oh came God. over and was like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was like, yes, I'm fine. Oh then God. a crowd formed. And you know, you're just like, oh God. I cannot I cannot yeah and you know what the worst thing is when you fall over and it's already really embarrassing but you're also in loads of pain and you need to like pretend like (laughs) you're not in pain I don't think my hip has ever been the same (laughs) oh my god that is the worst and you want to look tough or look cool or something and try to like walk it off but you're like you're holding back tears it's just so embarrassing because obviously like I was the person who's going to be there every Wednesday and then eventually every day oh god oh god yeah not the one well thank you for sharing your delightful story I now have some submissions from people out there listening to read through which are some of them are do you know what they're all different genres but they're they're very random so I'm just going to do my best to read through them we're going to do the voice disguiser which everyone loves on this podcast I'm just going to start so um I went on a date with a Laura and called her Lauren all night. She ended the night by saying she didn't want to meet again and that I should probably go call Lauren. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. No. Do you know what? That's your own fucking fault. Honestly, and like in this day and age, you probably met on a dating app, so you should probably check her fucking name before you go out with her. No. I feel sorry for Laura's and Lauren's and stuff like that because I can imagine that happens quite often. Yeah, and do you know what really grinds my gears? When someone on a work email spells your name wrong and my email is M-A-D-D-Y dot whatever, it's like the clue is literally in the name. Don't put an IE on the end of my fucking name when it's it's too much. I mean, Philippa, I didn't know whether it was two L's or two P's for a long, long time, and I just used to flip between. I mean, I'm sorry. My favorite cousin still misspells my name, so <laughs> like it's just never. I've known her my entire my entire life. She's known me for twenty nine years, and oh she still doesn't my. know how to spell my name. Oh my god! Right, oh, here's oh. our next submission. I slipped and fell in elephant pee. I have so many questions. Oh, girl. Where? They were probably, you know, like in a Southeast Asian country, in a sanctuary. Drugged washing... up elephants. <laughs> no, not the drugged up ones, although I do like 
to my regret, have the experience with drugged up animals. God, same. But it's awful and I regret it's it. It's so bad but... and I, I regret oh. it. I've deleted all of the photos off my social media. Like, it's just really not the most, you know, when it's just like a dark time in your life. Yeah, and also when you're young and you just don't know and then you find out later know. and you're kind of like, oh, God, was that tiger really on ketamine? Okay, I feel well, bad. Well, yes, it was because I had my <laughs> whole head in its mouth. Like, what? <laughs> um, Obviously, I get <laughs> But like you know, now it's less of that, and it's more like the elephant sanctuaries where they wash the mud off their bum. Yeah, you know all that sort of stuff. So maybe they were there, and they were like walking, or maybe trying to run after someone, and they slipped, and they had a cartoon. You know, yeah, like a banana, banana peel forward, and like elephant pee. Like that's a puddle. Like that's a lake. That's not like a small. Like that's a lake. Oh, and you know it's like (laughs) mad yellow, and it stinks. Oh, I feel so bad for you. That is me too. Horrendous. Right, here's our next one. Was out of hospital for four minutes, tripped up a curb just outside the emergency room, broke my ankle and tore ligaments, had to turn around and walk back into the emergency room. (laughs) Uh, You know that the head nurse behind the desk thinks you're a dickhead just shaking her head like come on bro (laughs) what are you doing here is this a person in oz or the uk uh actually new zealand i think this submission was i don't know what the um the healthcare situation (laughs) is gorgeous you know it's amazing i was gonna say i hope you didn't have to pay for that because that is unfortunate do you know what i mean we're not in the u.s bro we we look after our own down the antipodean antipodean world yeah i'm i'm raising my fist in solidarity (laughs) oh god anna and bevan would be all for it yeah here's the next one in year six we did a project on influential people in the world i got gandhi we had to dress up as our person and read a speech for a guess who i am type thing in front of the whole class and parents i was even in a bald cap (laughs) sheet wrapped around me the whole thing Got up to give my speech and the sheet got caught and fell to the floor. I only had speedos underneath. Oh. Little bald child. How old were you? Only 12. Oh, God. <laughs> Imagining them looking like Dobby with, like, bald head, tiny skinny legs and, like, just naked in a little rag. Oh, my God. I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, I just externally cringe. I know. Because I'm thinking about like <laughs> me, my school at that that age, like oh, little God. school in the East London Essex border <laughs> where, you know, we're not very nice to each other. And oh, like, God. you would be named Speedo for the rest of your school career. Or oh, Dobby. <laughs> Dobby. Dobby is a free elf. Dobby has such Gandhi vibes. I'm not gonna lie. He's got the he's got the sheet on. He's got the bald head. Oh, God bless you. Rest in perfect peace, Dobby. Dob- I thought you were gonna say Gandhi. I'm like, I think he's alive. Gandhi's dead, bro. Oh God, rest in peace, Dobby. Hey, Gandhi. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? No, sorry. No, hold on. We're not ignoring that. No, we're going. No, go no, past no, it. no, no, we're not. We're not going past it. <gasps> Wait, Gandhi when- died in like. The 30s? What are you talking about? Wait, no, uh, I'm thinking of Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa is also dead. She died in 1997. No, she's not. 
years ago what are you talking about that's so sad no i swear there's color pictures of gandhi out there he couldn't have died in the 30s because i've seen a color picture okay do you know what i'm gonna do what i do with my entire family when there is a debate i'm going to fact check this fact check it it's so funny like (laughs) bobby my boyfriend is like why do you always get google out and i was like because it's the only way to settle an argument imagine what did people do in the 90s when there was no google or in the 80s argued or you got an encyclopedia (laughs) out you got out Oh my god. He died god. in 1948. 1948, right. Well, they definitely had color cameras then, but it's a little bit later than I thought considering I thought he was still alive. So, <laughs> rest in oh. peace Gandhi, rest in peace Dobby, rest in no. peace Mother Teresa. I'm going to say rest in peace Gandhi because he was a little bit racist, but Was he? Know. Yeah, you know like I hate this moment in time where information is too readily available because Yeah, it's everywhere. People that you were taught to like <laughs> admire as kids, you find out things about them. You're just like, oh shit. Like <laughs> shit, if I was bro. around back then, <laughs> like shit then. <laughs> you hate the me. Bed. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, oh, but yeah, Gandhi apparently a little bit of a sleaze bag towards women. Oh my and God. a racist. Wow. That's what I'm saying. You you either die young enough to remain the hero or you live long <laughs> enough to become the villain. Oh my god, he didn't even live long enough. He died it just 60 years ago. <laughs> Maddie, the 40s were longer than 60 years ago. Wait, no, they weren't. Oh my god. Wait, what? Oh wait, 60. Yeah, okay, yeah, look. My brain is thinks that 1980 <laughs> was 20 years ago, hun. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. Can you believe the year 2000? 1980s. Yeah, 1980s, nearly 40 years ago, but my brain still thinks it's eight. It's 20 years ago. So, anyway, we digress. (laughs) That was a very, very thought-provoking submission. Thank you. So, the next submission is their most embarrassing moment is everyday living since being born. Oh, babe. That's so You need to talk to someone about that. Oh, God. I love that one from them. So here's the next one. One of my best guy mates stopped by for a cup of tea, but I was busy womanscaping my cha-cha. I had all my clippings on Uh, and neat tissue in the bathroom. (laughs) When he arrived, I put on a robe and let him in. Halfway through his cuppa, he went to the bathroom, but I had forgotten to put the pubes into the bin. Not only did he see them, but I left them on the closed toilet lid on the tissue, meaning he had to move them off of the lid to pee. No. Is this someone? Is this someone we know? Yeah, or someone I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh god. First of all, I've got several questions. Okay. okay? <laughs> right. First uh-huh. things first, ladies. Let's normalise calling our vagina a, a vagina. vagina, or actually to be to be technically correct your mons pubis your pubic area because it's your vagina's inside you right that's what i was gonna so say like, you can't call it a vagina yeah that's the so, inside part yeah so yeah i'll correct i'll correct it myself don't worry the point is your your pubic area why are you calling it a fucking cha-cha because it's a cha-cha do you know what i was like oh. really strangely thinking mm. about this the other day because mm-hmm. like child rearing is due to happen soon but like <gasps> Why no, I'm not pregnant, behave. Okay. But like behave. why why do people give such strange names to like your private parts? I don't know. I'm not letting my child call her private parts like a cha cha. A nunny. I hate that. <laughs> 
it's so that. annoying. That's such an Essexy thing. It makes me so ill. And it's like, you're none for sure. No. 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 But imagine a, a little that. kid running through the playground saying vagina. I'm not I'm not about that, you know. I don't I care. Like- no, I call it a vagina. Because because I have at my big age friends who don't like saying the word vagina. Yeah, grow up, Huns. Time to That's grow up. Do you know what really cringes me out when people call it their fairy? <laughs> that's another that's another very british one and it's yeah. like no oh my no. god but anyway i digress so that's my first problem my second problem is so she was like grooming it into a tissue i don't understand why she grooms it into the tissue because it goes on the floor otherwise and you need to go around and scoop them all up after so like <laughs> my, so my thing is like why not the bar or if you want to stand, maybe do it over the toilet so you can flush it. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of things to, to be called into question here, and I'm going to have to uh, message this person after and get some more info. But I don't think that's a big problem. That's just <laughs> me being like easy clean up, just being able to get rid of it pretty relatively quickly. But my third thing is, if mm-hmm. someone like rings the doorbell and you come and say hello, come in, you know what you've just been doing. So I would then go back into the bathroom and remove. I don't know how you get so distracted. Did they bring you? a massive bag of Tim Tams. Amazing. Like, were, like you know. It was an Australian person, so yes. I know. I know it was an Australian person. <laughs> Why, because they said cha-cha? Yeah, because they said cha-cha, because <laughs> no British person would say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Our next submission, I'm going to throw her under the bus here. It's Sam. <laughs> Sam's no, submission. No, don't throw her under the bus. No, it's okay because it's also about me. So this next submission, we it happened to us both, so... <laughs> I'm going to read it out. I've embellished the story from Sam's submission because it's really funny. So, In uni, we had an assignment to reenact an iconic public speech. I went first and chose to reenact the toast from the movie Bridesmaids. I got through the entire speech and had just sung Dion Warwick's That's What Friends Are For to the entire <laughs> class. Afterwards, everyone else had chosen Martin Luther King, Winston Churchill, Nelson Mandela, etc. And we only just passed by like the skin of our teeth. I want to ask, I want to understand. <laughs> okay, so. Why at university assignments <laughs> about speeches <laughs> where clearly the gravitas <laughs> of your speech is going to go to your grave? Yeah. Why a speech from Bryce, not <laughs> even like the speech from Jerry Maguire? Not even, like, the speech from, like, I don't know, like, if Rocky has a speech. Like, not even a speech from a film where it's like, oh, there's, like, a big poignant moment. Like, the speech from um, What's Love Got To Do With It, where, you know, Tina Turner says, all her life she had to fight. Like, the point is, why I love Bridesmaids, okay? Bridesmaids is very high on replay value for me. Yeah. What possessed that choice? What was the thought process behind it that? It said iconic. And so me and Sam was like, you know what's iconic? Bridesmaids. It's just come no, out the news. No, it's not. No, 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 no. It's not iconic. Is it is. Is it a great film? Yes, but it doesn't top, like, people's top <laughs> ten films. It's not iconic. That's oh, not my iconic. God. So I had to play, like, one of the people, like, the other friends sitting in the corner. And then Sam's there with the mic going, keep smiling, keep shining. <laughs> She sang the whole thing and the whole class, no one clapped. And the tutor, like the teacher lady, was like, Yeah, I think you missed the mark a little bit with this one. And we sat down, and someone starts reciting, I have a dream. And we were like, Oh, I got it. 
God's sake. <laughs> so yeah, that was a good one for me, <laughs> me and Sam. So thanks, Sam, for that submission. Um, Thank you, Sam. That's embarrassing, oh, babes. It's embarrassing. That's real, real embarrassing, man. <laughs> right, here's the next one. I tried to have a three-way with my co-worker and his girlfriend by getting into their bed naked after a party. So that was the whole submission, and I'm assuming because it's an embarrassing moment that you failed yeah, at the three-way. They definitely said no. Do you know what's really funny about this story? Yep. Is that I can link it to an embarrassing story from someone very senior at where we used to work. I won't <gasps> say names. Ooh, we're going to talk about How? this later. But the story, I'll tell the story because I'm not saying names, so it's not a problem. Yeah. But basically, he and his manager went on a night out. I think it was like a big team night out. And he was living in a town slash city far away from where we work. So she said, you can um, like stay at stopover at mine. So like got very drunk. She set him up in the spare room and he like took all of his clothes off <laughs> and went to bed. In the middle of the night, he needed a slash. So he went up, got up, went to wee. <laughs> he got back into a bed. No. Yes. No. And um, he felt, he went and snuggled in, got in sleep. He felt a tap on his shoulder and it was his manager's husband. I was like, I think you've gotten in the wrong bed, mate. And he was stark bollock naked. <laughs> Why would you get naked to sleep at someone else's house, let alone your boss? Like, I don't know, but he was clear, he was very drunk. Oh no. Uh yeah, but that that story just reminded me of that. Wow, that's a stunning little story. So, <laughs> thank you to that person for letting us share even though you have no idea about the podcast. I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they are listening. Maybe they're like, mm, "That sounds familiar." I hope you are listening, hun. Um <laughs> let's message him and tell him to listen. Yeah. <laughs> right, here's the next one. Call the teacher, mum. Never forget. <laughs> Everyone did this and it's fucking mortifying. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Am I just, because I feel like everything is embarrassing, but I feel like I've called a teacher mum before and just gotten over it. Nah, you don't ever get over that. Imagine everyone hearing going, bah, call the teacher mum. Yeah, I don't think everyone heard me. I think I was handing her a piece of homework. Oh, and she said, yeah. oh, thank you. And I went, no problem, mum. Oh, I mean, Miss North. Yeah, Oops. but the fact that you remember it shows that it's embedded yourself deep in your brain and you're going to remember it forever and be humiliated for the rest of your life. Why do you want that for me? Because <laughs> it's mm? clearly true if you we, remember the we... exact situation. I don't barely remember anything from primary should school, we... but I remember that. How do you know that, I, that? First of all, how do you know it was in primary school? Because obviously it was. I mean, it was. But secondly, <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, like, I just remember random things. I remember that I had, in reception, I had a teacher called Mrs. Church, Church House, and she used to wear these massive jazzy jumpers. Love that for like, her. She sounds yeah. like my kind of girl. I think she's dead. <laughs> oh, R.O.P. R.O.P. <laughs> Gandhi, Dobby, Mrs. What's-Her-Name, and Mother Teresa. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God, I've got the sillies on this app. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. This is our last submission. <laughs> Failed a drug test for a job, so I said I got spiked. <laughs> now, this was a submission from a friend of mine. And, like, <laughs> firstly, like, for me, it's just funny because I vaguely know what she does. She's, a, she's an acquaintance from school, but we still keep in touch yeah. with each other here and there. Yeah. And I vaguely know what the sort of things that she did. But, like, I... I'd never known anybody who's had to drug test for work. Yeah, and me I think either. the majority of people that I know would 
have to give up their social lives mm-hmm. um and she just said that basically when the woman was like yeah you've tested positive she was like oh my god really <laughs> <laughs> and, the woman, and, the, and the woman was like mm-hmm, yeah and she was just like someone must despite me I just I know I went out over the weekend and like oh I had everyone but I didn't do anything like knowingly <laughs> and I did like wake up really weird but like oh my god that's crazy that's crazy bro I can't believe that someone someone spiked me with those awesome drugs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I was having a really fun time and I was I wondered why but yeah. I wondered why that's like, crazy I was man. up until like 7 a.m <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, God, that is so good. Right, well, that is the last of the embarrassing story submissions. And, Pip, this has been a delightful episode. I'm so happy that you've come back on the pod and the people listening will be too. So Can we do another you. one soon? We can. If you have a episode idea for me and Pip, please submit it through my website, it's madsworld.co, or through my Instagram, it's madsworld.mp3. So, yeah, me and Pip will come up with another spicy little ep for you all amazing amazing well thank you for coming my pip thank you for having me i hope you enjoyed my chat with pip please let me know on my instagram it's at madsworld.mp3 or on my website madsworld.co if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share love and elbow taps peace on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.